0: episode 342. It is Friday here in Cincinnati. It is rainy, um, colder, (laughs) like in the 50s. Beautiful spring weather um, because everything is starting to bloom and grow. But I'm hoping the sunshine comes back over this weekend and perhaps for Mother's Day we are able to Enjoy being with our mothers outside, since I am guessing many mothers are still social distancing. At least I know my mom is. Uh, so our plan is to go work in her garden and and speak <laughs> from a distance to each other. Oh, this may be the first Mother's Day I have not gotten a hug from my mom. So there is certainly a part of me that is uh, deeply missing that level of connection and I would guess there are many who are in the same situation that I am, honoring our mothers and respecting um, the precautions we all take to take care of each other and then also just wanting those hugs from the one that is like no other, (laughs) our mother. Yeah, so I wish a Happy Mother's Day to all of the moms, the daughters, the grandmothers, the sisters, the aunts, the friends, to all of those who we mother and all of those who mother us. May it be a beautiful celebration this weekend, perhaps unlike ones before, but filled with love and beauty. Um, I had this awareness earlier. There are many clients I've worked with who do not have um, peaceful relationships with their mothers. and um, One of the things that I created to help with those relationships is a really beautiful package of guided meditations that I call Loving Ourselves. And it guides you through exploring the soul contract that we make with our mothers, looking at the relationship from a different perspective. And then from there, looking at the relationship with our fathers, which is coming up in a month from now for Father's Day, and then ultimately looking at our relationship with ourselves, like the inner child that uh, is working through (laughs) whatever it is we chose to work through in this lifetime. And so I have that on my website available as a resource. If you are finding that this Mother's Day is bringing up uh, new levels of emotion or new layers of awareness for you and you're looking for guidance through that process you can find that on my website under uh, offerings and then courses and it's called loving ourselves so here we are I looked at the podcast list I couldn't remember when exactly we started quarantine and how many weeks of, of this we have been moving through here in the United States and I went back a few podcasts. So this would be the ninth one since we started quarantine or the stay-at-home order here in Ohio. In the podcast titles, it began with co-creating Extraordinary Times, prompted by the email that was sent by the OSU president, I wanted to say principal, (laughs) president, to all of the families who are connected to OSU, outlining what they were considering doing really at the time with no awareness of what the next couple months would bring and how it would continue to ripple. And so I feel right how far we have come from that first week of the unknown and how many decisions have been made and examined and re-examined and revised and extended and changed again. And how We have evolved as a collective community here in the United States. I'll speak mainly for what I know, which is this country. Other countries are following their own timelines. We have evolved collectively to this place that we are at now, the second week of May, with uh, shifting dynamic decisions that are opening possibilities for people to begin exchanging again in ways that we haven't done for several weeks. And it is creating, I believe, some confusion, uh, some controversy as everyone plants their feet in the ground and says, this is my stand on what I believe is right or best for all of us. And my choice Uh, shouldn't impact your choice but it seems to be and so how do we negotiate that and I don't agree with this one, I do agree with that one, there's so much conversation and um, I want to use the word collaboration but I don't really know that that's fully true (laughs) I would say there's more dialogue with opinions and then some enforcing from different departments perhaps, (laughs) I don't know that I would necessarily call it Uh, relaxed collaboration where all opinions are being valued it's a really continuously intense time and I know last week we talked about the adrenal system and the fatigue that many many are experiencing of lots of voices lots of opinions lots of stress being internalized Um, this feeling of lack of control loss of control Um, The unknown just continuing to be unknown (laughs) there just is a lot and I believe many people are weary weary and so now as we start here in Ohio opening up uh, phasing there's so many rollout plans that we are all witnessing from the governmental level of how we're all going to roll out these openings I go back to last week's message of discerning. The path forward for each one is going to come from inside. And as we give ourselves permission to trust what our inner guidance is saying, the way that we each individually roll out our plans of reconnecting energetically with the larger communities around us, it may look very different for each person. The I keep sighing. I just feel this collective heaviness. Like, oh, again, still. Like, oh, when is this going to be over? I don't know, and I don't know that anyone really knows. I believe we're all making very educated, hopefully, guesses, but we don't really know when things will get back to any sense of normal and I don't know what normal would be defined as moving forward. And so if we allow ourselves, if we give ourselves permission to discern within each one of us what feels in alignment and then make decisions from that really steady guidance within, I do believe collaboration is possible. I do believe there's going to be an easing of the resistance, the resistance within us and the resistance we're feeling around us from other people. When, when we trust our own guidance implicitly and we, we feel within ourselves what is true, what is um, steady, then the energy around us settles And when the energy starts to settle, the reality matches that. Let me say this again because this is probably the clearest way to express what is possible as we move forward from here. When we feel steady inside, when we are centered in our own mind-body-spirit, and we have this clear... Feeling this intuitive knowing inside. This is what most serves me. This is what my mind-body system needs right now. And we honor what our own guidance is. We are trusting the energy within ourselves. We are trusting the flow of energy through us. Guidance typically is going to come from our crown chakra, our third eye chakra, down through our body. Through our throat, through our heart, and into our third chakra, which says, I'm here, this is what I'm doing, this is who I am. All the way down into the second and the root chakra, connecting us to this moment, to this body, to this reality. When energy is flowing through us in this way, we ease the resistance within our bodies. And energy is just, right? Just, just constantly flowing and moving through us and our muscles relax and our adrenals heal and our minds are quiet and calm and our throats are clear and our ears are listening and our shoulders are relaxed and our heart is open when our mind, body, spirit is at ease. And we are rooted here, now, this moment. There is just the certainty within us of what most serves what is in the highest alignment for our path? And when the energy is moving through us so clearly and so easily, that calm feeling radiates out from us. That steady knowing is just a vibrational, vibrational field. <laughs> There's a hard word to say vibrational field of energy around us. Our energetic aura is steady and calm. And then those who are engaging around us feel that. They feel the energy. And energy creates reality. I believe it's the law of physics. We just don't have easy words for it. (laughs) We give it all kinds of complicated blah, blah, blahs that I'm not qualified to say because I don't know them. But energy creates reality. Energy first. Reality second. So if the energy is calm and settled, the reality around you is going to reflect that. You will emanate that and you will manifest that around you. And then collaboration is possible because people feel that there is no resistance in you. You are this open, flowing field of energy. Your heart is open and You are not uh, projecting fear or judgment at other people. You're just calmly in your zone feeling what you feel and honoring that others have their feelings. And you're not here to change them and they're not able to change you because you're very steady in your own knowing. Dialogue shifts when you are steady like that. And when we are able to ease the resistance within us, we can feel... What others are experiencing. We can hear the underlying tone of their words. So in a dialogue with another person, we're steady, we're calm. but if we feel their fear, their anxiety, their concern for their health, their concern for their well-being, because we are steady in our own knowing, we can, we can be receptive to their emotion without taking it in. We can be receptive and we can feel this exchange of energy that they're asking for something from us or they're needing some, some distance between us or we'll, we'll be able to understand where they are. And then when we are in this calm, steady, accepting field of energy and another across from us is in fear, there's compassion that opens in the heart compassion because we can't fix their fear. We can't change their fear. It's their emotion to work through. We're not going to receive it into our space because we are calm and steady and we're just flowing energy through. But we have compassion for the fear. And so then it's very easy to say, I honor what you need and it may not match what I need. So here's an easy example. I'm a hugger. (laughs) I Love to hug my friends, my family, sometimes strangers, often strangers. Like, I am very much about, let me wrap you in my arms and give you a hug, and let's connect heart to heart. So, I hug as much as I can within my family, but, you know, they get kind of tired of being hugged, and sometimes they're not in the mood to hug. So, it's been a while. (laughs) It's been a while where I haven't had the community of hugs that I normally would enjoy. And so when I start to emerge more and more from this quarantine period, from stay at home, my natural tendency is to want to go hug. And my steady flow of energy is very open to that. I don't have fear about exchanging germs with someone because I have this belief about, uh, well, this isn't about my belief about science and energy, this is about hugging in this moment. I'm very comfortable hugging people right now. And a hug is between two people. So as open as I am to having that exchange of energy with another person, it doesn't feel good to me if the other person isn't wanting to hug me. That's not a an easy, beautiful exchange of energy. That's one-sided. That's me being selfish and forcing my enemy, my enemy, forcing my energy on someone, making me their enemy, (laughs) that was a funny slip, (laughs) Uh, I'm not into that, I don't force my energy on other people, (laughs) so uh, that was funny, (laughs) so as I start to uh, engage in communities more, and spend more time with other people, it's a co-creation, my Ease of resistance within me, emerging out, being out, talking to people. so funny to use the word out, right? Perhaps I mean being out of my home space more. And being in community places where there will be people I love and adore. If they are open to hugs, my tendency, my desire is of course to extend my arms and offer a hug. But because I'm in my own centered space, because I feel this energy of mine just flowing easily through me, I know my heart's going to sense, are they actually comfortable with that sort of close proximity? Are they open to that exchange? And so as centered and easy as my energy is flowing, if there's a no from them, I stay in my space where I am. And I just smile, and I offer love, and we talk, and we have a wonderful conversation. And then we both leave feeling respected, feeling loved, feeling the connection, even if we didn't have that physical hug. So this is what I shared at the beginning about my mother, right? My mom has many health issues, and she's almost 80, so this is a time of me feeling very protective about her, and her needs are paramount to my desire to hug her. And so I can stand six feet, ten feet, as far as she wants me to be, away from her and just shower her with my energetic love, not needing to go into her space because I know she's not comfortable with that. So going back to the beginning, discerning within ourselves what our steady flow of uh, knowing is, our intuitive nudges are, allowing energy to just flow and move through us, feeling our connection to the earth, feeling our connection to our source, our crown, whatever your connection is spiritually. If we ease the resistance of that flow of energy within us, our discerning ability is going to be so powerful within us. We will we will sense immediately what is happening energetically when we're with another person I believe this quarantine period for humanity has been a time of learning that, practicing that, feeling our own energy inside of ourselves because we don't have all those big groups of people around us I've talked about this in some of the past podcasts we've not had that collective energy playing in our own space and so we've really had this opportunity to strengthen our mind, body, spirits individually how does it feel to just be me in me? how does it feel to flow energy through me without having to process everyone else's emotions? as we start to re-emerge at least here in the United States as we start to come back into gatherings, whatever size they are, are we going to be able to discern the shifts in energy with other people? Can we feel what before we were either too busy or too numb to feel in group spaces? I've had so many intuitive, empathic people just tell me and I can see it and feel it in them like, I am thriving in quarantine. I am doing so well in quarantine, because they're not having to process everyone else's stuff for them. Which, maybe those other people didn't ask them to process their stuff. Maybe it's just a habit that they've picked up and they've maintained their whole lifetime. Maybe they enjoy doing that, or I don't know what the story was before. It's the awareness now. They they aren't doing that and they feel strong and healthy and vibrant. They're creating they're expanding, you know, these beautiful empathic intuitive beings are lit up because they're in their own energy field as we start to go back into community spaces, into um, restaurants to have meals, into, um, I don't even know, parks places, wherever people, shopping malls, this is the next big phase right, as retail opens back up As we start to go back into these places where we used to manage everybody's energy, whether we were aware of it or not, can empathic people hold what they have been practicing and navigate differently? I believe absolutely yes. And my guidance, if you are empathic and listening to this, is practice on your own flow of energy. So feel the inflow. You can do it either direction. I usually prefer down from the crown down to the feet. Some people prefer from the feet up and out the crowns, whichever way you want. You practice feeling that connection you have to creation, to the origin of all energy. Feeling that come in through your crown, run down through your body, just flushing out any resistance, easing the resistance. And then flowing that energy all the way down through to your feet and into the earth. And there's just more that comes in behind it through your crown. When you have this constant flow of energy moving through you, just this easy movement of energy, you can walk into crowded spaces and not have anybody's energy interacting with yours because your physical form is filled up with you. Your physical body is radiating this energy that is just easily moving through you and you're just feeling you before I believe many empaths the guidance was put a big bubble around yourself or um, put protective energy fields around yourself and maybe you still want to do that but when we are engaged in protection when our focus is i'm holding a protective field i'm pushing everybody away i'm um, creating this resistance around me so that people can't come into my space so much of the focus is on the resistance it's on the uh, protection what if what if one of the greatest gifts that comes from quarantine what if that gift is that you're so used to being filled up with you that you don't have to focus on protection. You just focus on flow. You focus on easing any resistance. When you feel resistance, you just right? you just breathe into that place and you feel the flow move through again. And you're filled up. And when you get back home from whatever you've been doing, You do your practice that you've been doing at home for the last few months. You do your meditation, do your energy clearing, connect to the earth, go plant in your garden, do the things that have been keeping you so grounded and steady and centered. And so you're just constantly focusing on flow, on ease, instead of on protection and resistance. I trust that is making sense (laughs) as I try to articulate this. (laughs) It's a big shift for me because when I first learned to read energy, a lot of what I was taught was put an energetic bubble around yourself and push everybody else's energy away and just expand your bubble and make your bubble bigger and live in your bubble. And that worked as I was learning energy. But as I've mastered it, it takes a lot of energy to hold a bubble in place to picture that always around me and to picture it around all the other people I love to keep everybody safe all those bubbles just got to be too much and so what I what I live now is embodiment being so filled up in my own physical body being so full of energy of ease, of movement, of flow, of love so filled up inside of me There isn't space for anything to come in and mess with my energy or other people's emotions to come in and drain how I'm feeling. And I have this daily practice every morning. I sit and I meditate and I clear and I release and I say my intention prayers and energy moves. (laughs) So Where there is resistance, the resistance moves. And when I feel something in my body acting up or getting tight or starting to hurt or calling my attention, I go to that place in my body and I breathe into it and I create more flow. And when that is our focus, ease, flow, grace, embodiment, fulfillment of our own physical space, like (sighs) everything just becomes more joyous, more fun, more relaxed. And then our adrenal systems are not overwhelmed. Our focus is not on something negative or fear, our focus is on love. And from there we we can create, we can play, we can feel the energetic exchange that is happening with another person and then discern for ourselves do i want to be in an energetic exchange with this individual I feel like as we start to emerge more into groups it's going to be so apparent to us so quickly who we actually enjoy being with and who depletes us and i say depletes sort of in quotes if i was doing quotes in the air <laughs> you can't be depleted if you're filled up but It just doesn't feel good. You know, there will be those individuals we're around as we come back out and we're going to go, oh, that's not even fun. It's not even fun to talk to you. It's not even fun to uh, be in your energy space. So that doesn't mean, that sounded bad as I said that. It doesn't mean that we say that out loud or that (laughs) that we turn our backs on people. I don't mean it that way. It feels more like we start to make empowered choices. Yeah, that feels true. One of the gifts for me of quarantine is this awareness of my time. Time as this precious resource that in a day there's 24 hours and how many of those am I sleeping or working at or eating? So then what am I doing with the rest of those hours? And who am I spending my time with? And are those the people that nourish me and fuel my love and creativity? Are those people where you know, so much of my attention is on them that there isn't a beautiful exchange of energy happening? In my work, what is the exchange that I am having for hour to hour of my time? With all that I have known and learned and practiced and the skills that I have, am I exchanging in ways that feel valuable to me, that feel equal to me? And so time has become this, uh, I guess commodity is a word, but commodity sounds very business structured and I don't necessarily mean it that way. I've become aware of how I have spent much of my time and the choices I am making now in quarantine and as we start to emerge from quarantine, I'm making those choices about my time with great awareness, greater awareness than I've had before. And I feel like many of us will be practicing this as we start to go back to shopping, (laughs) if we're even going to do that, As we start to go out to events, sporting events, I don't even know what's going to be created as we move forward. But our awareness of the exchanges for those experiences, the time, the money, the relationships, our awareness is going to be greater. And so I believe our choices are going to be more deliberate, more conscious, more empowered. Yeah, which, can you feel the spaciousness of that? We were so busy in this old reality, this old way of living life. We filled our days and I don't know that what we filled our days with was always what made us happiest or brought us the greatest reward. And then the effects of how we made those choices the effects on other people the stress level for example that we would bring into our family dinner space as all of us would arrive at the table from all of the things we had all been doing all day long right we would arrive at the dinner table (laughs) and it would just feel like oh and then we still had more to do after we finished dinner if we even were able to all gather for dinner together you know this old way of being in family was so uh, overwhelmed. The system was so taxed. And now, you know, during quarantine when we've had family dinners, the conversations they're so different than what they used to be and the way we all show up it's like oh are we all eating is it time to sit down (laughs) it's like one of the main events on the day (laughs) because everything else has been so unstructured (laughs) food became this very exciting thing right what are we doing for dinner (laughs) people my son Let me just brag on my son. My son made ribs on the grill this weekend that were spectacular with a dry rub. We didn't even use the barbecue sauce. It was so delicious. He went out and turned those ribs every 20 minutes in the rain (laughs) and totally created dinner. And when we sat down, I mean, you can feel it from my voice. It was such a celebration. Like, he made dinner and it's good? Who knew? (laughs) Right? I feel like he is exposed himself now because now we know he has the ability to do this. So he's going to have to do it more often. <laughs> but it was such it was such a sweet experience to to play at the dinner table together with such joy and no stress, no worries. My daughter had finished school for the semester. I mean, it was just such a oh, it such a sweet time. When we start to get used to that level of connection and harmony and joy, I don't believe we're going to be willing to lower the bar back and accept what we used to accept, which was stress and overwhelm and lack of joy. I just don't know that humanity, well I won't speak for humanity because it's all a co-creation, I am not willing to lower the bar back to what it was. And holding that steadiness, knowing that's uh, what feels best to me inside, I'm going to be able to bring that steadiness to my family and hold that for us as we start to go back into some of the old activities. We still come together and we have these moments of joy and empowerment connection, play, right? I'm not giving those up. So as I feel into my schedule, right, here we are May, the beginning of May, by Memorial Day weekend I have a sense restaurants will be open and functioning, the malls will be open people will be shopping, there will probably be some gatherings that are more than 10 people that will start happening, Life is going to pick back up that momentum I talked about last week or the week before. The momentum is going to start carrying us forward. And so the choices of where we spend our time are going to become... That's not the right word. We can slide back into unconscious choices and just do things the way we always did them. Or we can be aware of each choice as we're making it. And then stay in that steady alignment within our own centeredness. This is how I choose to spend my time. This is who I choose to spend my time with. This is how I choose to feel as I go into those activities so much of that to me rests on presence, full presence, which we've been practicing at home in quarantine. My son was actually telling me at one point he was bored with video games. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) You? How is that possible that you're bored? When we're saturated, then suddenly this possibility opens for something new to be felt and I believe that this is what many have been experiencing in quarantine is this feeling of being so present really seeing like I described at dinner the other night seeing each other being so in the moment that we feel in our bodies all the joy all the laughter all the play We're not missing the moment. As we start to make conscious choices and go into gatherings and activities, can we hold that ability to be present? A lot of that, I think, is going to uh, be reflected in our phone time. You know, are are we glued back to our screens again? Or are the phones still sitting on the side table and we're all in these conversations or... Um, full present moments with each other. There's going to be a lot of uh, perhaps resistance is a good word that presents itself, that moves forward as we step into activities and places and groups that maybe we haven't been around or in for a a couple months, two, three months. The resistance, um, we may feel energetically like resistance coming towards us, the energy of those spaces coming towards us. If we are empathic and we've been in our own little cocoons and then we go back, we might feel it as like a wall of resistance coming towards us. So what do we do, right? This is what I've been describing the whole podcast when we are discerning within ourselves what is true for us when we are flowing that energy through us from the crown all the way down through the body through the feet and into the earth with more flowing in behind it it's like uh, the resistance parts like a wave (laughs) that's what it looks like to me It's like Moses with the Red Sea. It's like all, or Moana, where she is at the end of the movie, you know, she has the parting of the ocean and she walks on the ocean floor. (laughs) It feels like that. When we're so steady in our own space, our own knowing, our own trust of our intuition, and we're just flowing energy through us and easing the resistance within ourselves, then the energy around us starts to create space create room it calms the energy field around us and then those who are showing up who we choose to experience who we choose to be in conversation with who we choose to spend our time with we will discern very quickly if they're able to meet us in a dialogue or if they're at a different place in their process and maybe they need some more time to work through some things and it's not our job to work through that for them. And so our energy flow will just naturally, just create more space around us. And So we have a dialogue with them or we answer what needs to be answered and then we go our own ways for a while and we just keep flowing forward, trusting our own discernment, trusting our own movement we can begin to navigate re-entering society. Is that the right way to say that? Re-entering the world, (laughs) going out of our cocoons and back into, back into (laughs) whatever it is you're going back into. We can navigate that and not get lost in it, not get thrown off balance by it. The key is in easing the resistance through you flowing energy through you constantly just recycling that energy from source above down into the earth or from the earth flowing up like a waterfall at the top of your head and then down and around your body when you're just constantly flowing energy through your chakras there's nothing for you to get hooked on there's no way for people to engage you in Big arguments it just doesn't stick and so you can engage in collective world experiences and not get thrown off by it not get caught up in everyone else's fear and if something comes forward in your awareness and you feel a match to the fear go back to your meditation space and sit with it What does that mean to you? How do you feel about that? You know, I have had many conversations, philosophical conversations about what is the state of the world moving forward and, you know, what is going to happen? Are we going to have shortages or are things going to be um, doomsday-ish, you know? What do we how do we prepare for that if that is going to be true and There's such a sense of trust in my own space, in the flow of energy through me, that I know I am always being guided intuitively, and as I receive guidance, I trust it, and I act on it, and so I'm just constantly interpreting the energy that's moving through me, and when I feel like we need to get something extra, we get it. When I feel like we need to pause and uh, play and rebalance our joy we do that, you know, myself and my family and so I'm going to continue trusting my intuition and I know I live in an abundant universe that always provides exactly what I need and more, always, it has always been that way it may not look like I thought it would it's always perfect and so are we able to be so steady in our own deciphering our own easy flow trusting the ways we are moving forward and then watching observing what's happening around us letting that guide our next choices forward It's, it's like um I think I talked about this before. It's like the jellyfish, right? One of my friends and I were talking about jellyfish. The way that they move through the water is just so peaceful and so beautiful. And so can we embody that same flow within ourselves? The steadier we are, the steadier life around us is going to look and feel. Yeah, it's not quite what I thought we would be discussing, (laughs) but it feels so perfect for where we are right now, for the revisions of plans and new plans and secondary plans that continue to be presented to us. Trust your own guidance. Trust it implicitly and keep going back to your own intuitive process. Yeah, so that's where I am. Let me see if there's anything else I want to share. Um, Yeah, mainly just lots of love for Mother's Day. You know, we, well, one other thing I would add. One other thing I would add. So, I'm like, I knew there was something else. We just moved through a full moon in Scorpio last night, which um may not have felt like any bumps or ripples to you or um it may be feeling a little intense <laughs> yes yeah, scorpio energy is is typically uh felt <laughs> is that a good way to say it Scorpio energy is powerful, and so you can typically feel Scorpio energy, perhaps more so than Cancer, which is very soft and loving and kind. (laughs) Those are my opinions. I love Scorpio energy, and I have many Scorpio friends that are badass awesome. So we had a full moon in Scorpio last night, and I read a card in our quietly listening space on Wednesday night, the card number 13 from my Lightseer's tarot deck, and it's called Death and Rebirth. And, right, like sometimes that death and rebirth card really brings up a fear. Um, Death is not always a topic that people are willing to sit with or explore within themselves or in the world around us. And so death and rebirth, I find that people often want to run the other way, (laughs) they they don't focus on the rebirth part, they're focused on the death part. And so they're often missing some of the most beautiful gifts that come on the other side of that death of whatever the situation or relationship or experience is. And so I read this card that talked about this time of intense transformation right now. And can we allow ourselves to let go? Of those things that are ending with grace knowing they've already been ending this isn't a sudden ending it has been arriving for a while when we trust that completion and we trust the cycle that says there is something new that is being reborn that is coming up that will be presenting itself next once there is space for it because we didn't have space before if there was this other thing there taking up our energy, it's kind of like the protection bubble the death of the protection bubble allows for the rebirth of a new way of flowing energy that is easier and more powerful and less draining (laughs) more inclusive, as we trust that there is something new being born on the other side of the death, we open ourselves up to this whole new landscape, this entirely new landscape. I claimed a session for myself yesterday with my beautiful friend, Andrea Henkels, who does virtual acupuncture. It's absolutely magnificent, by far my favorite healing. And I laid on the couch and listened to music while she was doing the healing from her home in Florida. And I didn't really have anything specific that I... I mean, I had big intentions, but I didn't have any specific thing to focus on, you know, like a relationship or a business project. It was just, I was open to whatever it was going to be. And there's not much resistance in my body, so energy flows very easily through. And I had this incredible vision or awareness of what's next, of what's coming together from all of the creations I've made in my business and how it's all this big giant puzzle that I didn't see how all the pieces were connecting because I'd been so focused on just one area or just this area. I hadn't been able to step back and look at this, right? This big grand plan for my journey, how everything is weaving together in an amazing way. And so I was laying on the couch just seeing all the pieces drop into place and knowing that the way I used to do my work is going to come to an end or it's not going to look the same way because this next way of how I'm going to do my work is so much richer, so much more exciting. And am I open to receiving that? It was exhilarating. And then specific ideas were coming through of, you know, how to label light medicine and how to put these pieces together for the, the project I'm working on. And so I left the session from my couch and went downstairs and I was just all over my computer getting all these pieces in place because the flow of energy had picked me up in its momentum of creativity and it was, it was amazing. So I share that with you to say if you are in a place of resistance about something that is ending, If you're feeling this full moon Scorpio intensity and you know something is ready to be released but you're not quite sure what it is you're releasing or what it is you might be stepping into, I encourage you, if you know intuitively it's time to let it go, let it go. Let it go and allow your soul to start to show you what is the opening that's going to flow from this. And often that letting go, it's energetic first. Remember we talked about that? Energy first, reality second, manifestation second. So perhaps energetically you let go of the way that you do your job or the way that you show up in this relationship or the way that you do something with your finances, whatever, or your health. Energetically visualize yourself letting it go first. And then watch how the reality gets created from that. How the opening to something new, it can happen because there's room for it now in your energy space. And then the reality, it manifests fast. (laughs) So be prepared for the magic once you are attuning to the rebirth and you get over the hump of the death. (sighs) we are in powerful energetic times those realities can manifest so quickly are you clear on what it is that you are rebirthing move your focus from the death of the ending to the rebirth that is possible because it's good (laughs) it's so good all right that feels like enough I send you off into this beautiful weekend where we honor our mothers and our grandmothers and all of the females in our lives. I send you off with so much love and with an extra big burst of love to my own mother and my own grandmothers and to my daughter and to all the daughters that I mother. (laughs) I send so much love to all of you. Have a beautiful weekend, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Sunday mornings for an hour of meditation, visualization, and energy healing, where we realign our mind-body-spirit with Gaia and Source. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.